This is Jeffrey Aaron. Welcome to today's Flying Talkers. Here now, the news. Just as many people in air cargo decided that enough was enough with this lockdown and may have chosen in some respects to throw caution to the winds and attend trade events or be damned, it might be helpful to step back a bit and observe that changes in the organizations that put up these events may leave them unable to recoup momentum to pull off a trade show or do much else in 2021. Start by wondering in all the mayhem of last year and a half, who can truly mount a successful event for 2021 for an industry that's currently just operating at half of what it was in 2019. Right now, some carriers road to recovery plan includes realigning space back to passenger capacity that cargo people had utilized with those in-cabin cargo flights and all cargo operations. This has left some air cargo stalwarts scrambling. No conspiracy here, but no coincidences either. Air cargo is simply in some cases going back to where it once belonged, before it saved the world, and now is predictably taking a plunge in the eyes of some airline management. But we remain, we remain optimistic because in cases like Air Canada adding a new freighter fleet that takes off this October, or the enlightened management of airlines like Cutter and Atlantic and some others that get it about the future, air cargo people are being heard and supported accordingly. This year, some events in terms of audience and revenue that are taking place for the air cargo industry appear at this stage to be barely squeaking by on committed revenue that had been frozen in one place or another since everything was canceled in 2020. As example, in the case of World Cargo Symposium in Istanbul later this year, we hear Turkish Airlines tried to back out of WCS in Istanbul of all places and was told show up or lose your money. In the Buy It Now game, has anyone noticed that in the air cargo publications, by and large, there's very little advertising from the airlines? But at the same time, there are advertisements running in some of those official quote-unquote air cargo event publications. What do you think that's all about? No doubt business as usual is unusual in this 2021 recovery year. So the books will be closed on the 2019-20 as event organizers damn the torpedoes and move full speed ahead and grab some additional 2021 trade show revenue from the restless this summer. This despite continued pandemic variant pop-ups and surges in different parts of the world, including Central and Latin America, Asia, and elsewhere, that in late June 2021 remain under-vaccinated. But in the scorched earth path of COVID-19, there is a larger challenge ahead for air cargo. And we'll have that right after this. And once again, welcome to today's Flying Talkers. We're glad you're here.
Flying Talkers podcast brought to you today by your friends at PayCargo, the better way to pay and to save time and money. You see, PayCargo has a better idea. By simplifying the payment process to more than 3,000 vendors, cargo moves faster. PayCargo saves you time and money by expediting important data and funds to ensure rapid release of your cargo. Maybe best of all, you get the time to build your business assured that the PayCargo team is with you, providing trackable, tangible results every step of the way. So why wonder why most shipments in the PayCargo system get released in as little as one hour? Go to www.paycargo.com and explore a whole new way to pay and get paid. PayCargo offers flexible payment options and also available credit lines. And as the number one online platform in the world for cargo payments, www.paycargo.com can offer you a level of service, financial expertise, and connectivity that makes it easy to ship click, and pay. So go to www.paycargo.com and get the rest of the story. Discover how PayCargo simplifies a better way to pay and get paid. And tell them Flying Talkers sent you. That's www.paycargo.com. Great people to do business with. We're back, and now we get to the rest of the story, the magical mystery tours of associations. During the last year, the industry has seen quite a change in individuals from key organizations that represent the airline industry. Many senior people have left the associations for other positions. What's worse, we haven't seen anyone filling the shoes of these positions that are more important to have than ever for an industry that's in a state of dramatic growth. Airlines for America, A4A, which represents the U.S.-based airlines, saw their managing director of cargo, Elizabeth Merritt, resign after over 10 years with that organization. Merritt was lead in many issues for the U.S.-based airlines with the USTSA and CBP as one of the most knowledgeable people of the rules and regulations airlines must comply with. Merritt, well, she was a top spokesperson and led many important committee chairs that made sure the airlines had their say. Since her departure, Janes, Van Epps has taken over as the new head of cargo for the association. Van Epps has quite an extensive background as he was formerly with Delta, Northwest, and United. It's great to see someone with some airline experience in this role. The most dramatic change was with CNS and IATA. It seems that their reorganizations have not filled several open positions, but have eliminated them completely. In IATA's global role, there has been more of a purge. It's almost six months since the IATA global head of cargo position has been opened. Well-known Glenn Hughes left IATA after taking a voluntary package and then joined the International Cargo Association, TIACA, as Director General. In February, IATA Senior Vice President Nick Kareen was quoted as saying that the position was especially important and they would expect to fill the position with a well-known senior air cargo leader. As of this writing, and I'm speaking to you today on June 21st, no one has been announced to fill this key position. 
Other key air cargo positions within IATA have yet to be filled, and many have been combined, eliminated, or just left open. Even though air cargo has been a key role in keeping many airlines afloat during the COVID-19 period, IATA has also had to make some serious cuts to keep their organization operating. IATA has seen the head of cargo border management, Gordon Wright, leave for a position at DHL as Vice President Customs and Regulatory for the EU. Sean Beddoes, who was Senior Manager Management in the same department as Wright, departed IATA to take a position as VP at CT Strategies in Washington. Most recent departure is Andrea Gruber, head of special cargo. Ms. Gruber, who had been charged with all the standards for live animals, pharma, and other specialized cargo, will be a missed talent in the organization. In other words, IATA has dwindled their air cargo representation down with many of the regional cargo managers' positions eliminated. Asia, Europe, Africa, and the Americas are now left to a handful of positions that have been the face of the industry. Yet, IATA does not have much of an agenda for cargo. At the end of the day, passenger issues are what the association is most focused on. The airline industry is at a crux, and so is IATA, as to what they feel is most important to sustain the industry and the association. Well, as I've said to you people so many times, and I'll say it again, we like and we like Mike. One of the biggest losses for IATA was the departure of Michael White of CNS. White was known to be the voice of the IATA membership in the USA via CNS for over 13 years and was also the former manager director of cargo for the U.S.-based Air Transport Association. Mike's 23 years in Washington was not totally a loss, as his new company, Trade Network Consultants, TNC, is up and running, representing many of the carriers and organizations that have relied on associations in the past. So how about the other associations in Washington that represent other air cargo interests? What about Alterman? At 39 years in CAA, one of the mainstays of the all-cargo all business is Stephen Alterman, president of Cargo Airline Association. The association represents carriers like Atlas, National, FedEx, DHL, UPS, and others. Alterman has been with the organization for almost 39 years. We wonder how long will he continue with that association is not known. Although CAA has two VPs, Yvette Rose and Gina Zuckerman, who play important roles and have a combined 41 years experience with CAA. Well, they could be in good hands there for sure. Another association is the Express Association of America, headed by Executive Director Michael Mullen. The former U.S. Customs and Border Protection Assistant Commissioner oversees the interests of DHL, FedEx, and UPS. This association is extremely focused on the interest of the three big integrators. The depth of the organization, though, is limited to Michael, with much support from the members. So what happens next? At a time when air cargo is in a state of change, there's still much to do to stay on top when it comes to issues affecting air cargo. In U.S., there are upcoming developments that are huge. The development of the new U.S. ACE export system, requiring all forms of transport to file their export information electronically, is a major change in the way transport will do business in the USA. Will other countries follow suit and will the e-freight world go forward? Well, security and safety are two key areas that will always exist. 
who will speak on behalf of the airlines with expertise and experience in the future? Is the industry going to be represented by the associations they are members of, or will they have to do it on their own? We think Air Cargo is looking for a voice. This period when the air cargo industry has to adapt to the e-commerce world, which is growing at a much faster pace than was expected, will trade associations continue to be the voice of the industry or not? Associations have been the voice for decades, and there have always been changes in personnel. However, we hope that in the next phase of evolution and development, in the air cargo industry, there will be individuals with knowledge and proficiency as part of what we're doing. As we like to say, stay tuned, because only time will tell. This is Jeffrey Aaron. Well, now, as if the Transportation Security Administration, TSA, having a lot of people chasing their tails, including imports, exports, carriers, freight forwarders, you name it, out front of that international Civil Aviation Organization, ICAO's security edict that takes effect almost as fast as I can say, June 30th, for 100% screening of all international air cargo flights. Well, if that wasn't enough, look again. Now, last minute, TSA says it's looking for a few good men or women or men and women, manufacturers, shippers, suppliers, warehouse vendors, e-commerce fulfillment centers, and third-party logistics providers in the air cargo supply chain to become an indirect carrier, IAC, and then a secured packing facility, SPF. Quote, SPFs must apply security controls to secure cargo that moves through the supply chain destined for outbound international locations on board all cargo aircraft subject to TSA regulatory oversight, TSA said. If all requirements are met, then cargo moving from an SPF, there's a new term, to an all cargo aircraft operator will not need to be screened, the TSA added. The requirements include the screening of cargo to identify and or detect hidden explosive and institute supply chain security controls that prevent the introduction of concealed explosives into air cargo. Shippers will now be required to pay screening fees for all cargo aircraft shipments. Reality checks that these rules are really not that new and they've been in effect for cargo transported on commercial aircraft since 2010 when TSA established the CCSP program, Certified Cargo Screening Program. Well, here's the wrinkle. Security Packing Facility Program just began accepting applications on June 14th, one week ago when the TSA released the program on the Federal Register. So 16 days before all hell breaks loose, or maybe not, TSA comes up with a new program. Transportation executives, in addition to trying to save their failing businesses during this pandemic and trying to juggle a million other things, are getting thrown one more curveball in all of this. I guess it's par for the course of dealing with TSA in 2021, or maybe with dealing with TSA at all. 
If you suppose the flying here is a bit by the seat of the pants and worse, that you might not measure up to getting what's right straight, think again. It ain't you, babe. But applications are at www.tsa.org. Maybe something there. This is Jeffrey Aaron. And by the way, don't think it's just you. I'm looking here at a picture that was taken last Friday, June 17th, with several UPS trucks lined up behind a barrier at a depot in West London. Listen to this. UPS was ordered to stop moving air cargo through some of its UK facilities because of security flaws, the British government said on Friday. The order is the result of a planned security check rather than a new threat to aviation and a sign of the heightened concerns about the vulnerability of cargo in the wake of an Al-Qaeda plot that saw bombs disguised as toner cartridges shipped on freight flights from Yemen. Flying Talkers 2021, brought to you today by the people of ATC. From Frankfurt, Germany to the world, with offices open everywhere, ATC is the reliable general services and sales agent, GSSA, for top-rated customer satisfaction. If your airline is delivering service excellence, chances are ATC represents them somewhere. There's no secret sauce here. ATC's Extraordinary expertise and service ethic harkens back to a time when results-driven cargo executives were the product of a lifetime of best practices and great training. So contact ATC, One World, One Great Air Cargo GSSA. ATC Aviation can be contacted at atc.aviation.com and tell them Flying Talker sent you. That's atc-aviation.com. Well, we'd like to leave you with this. For this week, for some time now, the ominous truth has been that some of what we thought was good for us can also be bad for someone else, not to say also for ourselves. Take the pleasure of looking up into the sky at long, thin, and often romantic, really quite beautiful contrails from big passenger and cargo aircraft flying across the familiar to places yet to be discovered. Closer to the ground, skywriters fill the sky in summer with message above beaches and homes. Well, they're one thing where they sell you an insurance policy or tell you to go get a Midas muffler or drink Schweppes. Skywriters in summer are one thing, but up where the big jets play turns out those contrails of water vapor departing aircraft engines combining with frozen water in the air also generate residue as part of that, and it forms clouds and traps warmer air below, 
causing cross currents in our increasingly environmentally aware world. In Europe, tests are now underway by the German Aerospace Center DLR and the Maastricht Upper Area Control Center MUAC to reduce aviation's non-CO2 climate, and in this case that includes contrails. One method to diminish or possibly even erase contrails, researchers say, may be flight level changes. For example, diverting aircraft 2,000 feet up and down from their normal flight path. Well, they're working on some things to make some changes. But what about the good? Contrails, like clouds in the sky, are often, as I said, strikingly beautiful and have inspired poets. Here, Sandra Silkanowicz, mother of a pilot, mused, Clear, knife-like, the jet cuts the sky, tracking blue with vivid white, colored by the sun's prisms in pale streams of gold. Feather wisps of cloud trail the wake and dissolve into blue. The jet is gone. It leaves no mark, save the imprint of memory. Well, that poem from poetry.com is a website that offers anybody the opportunity to write a poem and they'll publish it for you. Kind of like the sounds of that one, don't you? And I thank you for your time, this time, until next time. This is Jeffrey Aaron saying, please be good to each other. Hope the good Lord takes a liking to you. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye.